Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Okay, we're Parakut Aleph, Sheer Tess. So the Ramchal continues in the issue of Nikias and Macholas Asurais, that a person who really wants to achieve Nikias has to be careful with what he eats in Macholas Asurais. And he continues and says the following, It's not only those things which are uh, an animal, which is tummy like a, like a pig, or shkotzim, or various shkotzim, ramosim, bovad shem tmeim, ela, gam hatrefesh shebemin hakosher asmeihem bachlal tuma. Even something which is a behema kshera, but there was a pagama neshchita, something didn't was not uh, done properly when the animal was shechted. So that also is a becomes something which is metame, and is metamte mesalev. On, on a spiritual level, it's it's like taking poison, like we said. And Chazal explained it. We don't have to explain the difference between a donkey and a cow, which is uh, which is a tome and which is tor. What does it mean? That which is tummy to you and that which is tar to you. Whether the shafting was the, the windpipe was completely severed properly or uh, most of it was or a little less than all half of it was. In other words, they, in, there are simonim that you have to shech. There, there are these uh, places where the shechita has to cut across and you have to, in, in one motion, you have to cut across the roiv simonim, the majority of these two simonim. And if you don't, then it's a trefa animal. And it's a, it's a very little difference sometimes between the roiv or not the roiv. And he explains, how much is it between the majority of, let's say, the windpipe and the entire windpipe? Malay hasara, it could be the, the, the width of a hair. Ad that's what Chazal said which means that you take this animal and you shecht it, and if you just went a little, little bit further, it would be kosher, and you didn't go that much further, and it's treif, and that makes this animal metame, and make or, or metire you when you eat it. It, it becomes something which metamteim halev if you eat it, and if you don't, you know, and, and if you go a little further, then it's it's completely good, it's not a problem. It's that much of a, a hair breadth difference. How much is it between roiv and and chetzyoik? It says like a like a hair's breadth. Lahara is kama nifla koyach hamitzvah. Shochet hasara shechut hasara mabdil bein hatumalatara mamish. That little bit of difference makes a difference in in the ruchnius that this uh, this will uh, uh, give out, and whether eating it will make you uh, will be good for you or eating it will be bad for you neshama. So again. What it comes out is, again, for people who are learning the halachas in Yeridea, you know that there are very, very, very complex halachas, very complex about tarubas and mixtures and how much and, and mixing things that are hot, mixing things that are cold and things that drop in and things that are bidyevin and lechatchila. It's a very, very complicated suvius and many, many shitas. And a, a very competent rov has to paskin these things. And that's a very, very important yesai to remember, that this is not just simply, you know, it's it's uh, uh, not such a big deal, or what's the difference, a little more, a little less. It's a very, very big difference. 
And in, in, in addition to this, what it points out to is the Inyan of Hashgachas. That, you know, today we live in a world where we depend on Hashgachas. We buy products that have a Hashgacha on them. And while we are allowed to rely on Hashgachas, it doesn't mean that you rely on them blindly. You have to ask questions. You have to look into it. Just because something has a letter on it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, this is not such a big deal. What could be bad about it already so I can be slamach on it? You have to know what the issues are and why the, you know it has certain signs on it and other signs and and often talk to the people that are in the uh, that are giving the hashgacha to understand what exactly the the problems were and and how they overcame them and talk to people that are in the field that will tell you and if you talk to any mashgiach they will tell you horror stories real horror stories today one of the biggest problems uh, seems to be people who are well-meaning people who do a business out of their home. Could be a cuddle wife who's like cooking from her home and let's say, for example, is preparing meals for people, um, you know, and then it becomes a business, you know, like if you're if in Eretz Yisrael, for example, you go for Pesach, they'll, they'll deliver you all the meals for Pesach and it's a home business, so to speak. None of these businesses have hashgachas and very often well-meaning people don't realize that when you're cooking in your house, there are certain situations that, you know, that don't come up. But when you're cooking a large quantity, and, uh, you know, now you're having extra help and different people doing things. New Shilas come up. One of the biggest things that came up more recently is that, uh, uh, for example, there was a, a woman who was uh, selling cookies and she had a business. She was making cookies in her house and she didn't realize that because now she was making a large, large batter to make those cookies. She had to take challah. Whoever takes challah when you make cookies. Because how many cookies do you make when you make cookies? But if you're cooking in your house and you're making a business out of it and you make a large, large batter, like you're making 20 challahs or something, well, now you have to take challah. And she had no idea was selling these cookies, a well-meaning woman selling cookies that had no hashgacha and, and, and challah was not taken. So these have become very, very important issues when you look at hashgacha to understand that when there's some issue that comes up, it's not politics. This is serious business. Um, there are many, many stories that are told about mashkichim and about hashgachas that are that are kedai to even think about because it's it's very important. I know that uh, Rav Don in his sefer brings a couple of stories about a mashkiach who was, uh, for example, who was uh, uh, went into a factory and and he saw there in the middle of the night there was a large delivery of eggs and and it was something bothered him about it and it didn't seem right. There was something wrong, and he looked into it and found out that the the owner had purchased eggs with blood spots and they're cheaper. And, you know, in order to save some money, you know, he inadvertently thought these were cheaper and he bought them and they turned out to be cheaper because they had blood spots in them. And, you know, they, they were already, uh, you know, known to, you know, and, and therefore uh, he was marshaled tremendous many, many people. And if, had he not looked into it, nobody would have ever known. So these, these are very, very serious issues sometimes that people have to be very careful about. And just because something has Ashgacha doesn't mean, oh, everything is okay. You still have to look into it. You're still responsible. It's still going into your own body. And then he continues with the Moshe that we said previously, if a person has a brain in his head, he should think about any kind of or something where it's mixed in. If, if he, this was, let me go back again. He should think of like they are, like they're poison. 
something which poison got mixed into it. Would he think about eating even if a little bit of poison dropped into his food? Would he, would he rely, oh, there's a sign on the package, there's a hashgacha. If he's going to be mekel, he'll be a shaita, he's a fool. As we explained, the macholas asuras is like poison to them to the lev and the nefesh. Why would a person who is a balseichel uh, uh, be uh, be mekel in these issues? You're talking about putting poison into your body. Im bal nefeshata. Would you, would you know, you, you're placing a knife on your jaw, so to speak, when you do these kind of things. And there's a uh, an interesting thing is brought down in the Yalkut Miyam Loyes and the times of the guy in Rabbi Yosef Kuboy, uh, who was the uh, Rav in Salonika. So there was a certain person in the in his uh, in the in in the city who who was became known as a uh, sort of a Balmaifis and Ish Sanua. He was a, a, a person that people went and uh, they said that he had Gilil Yahu where the Magid came to him and he had all of these Saidas and all these different things. And people came to, to Rabbi Yosef Kubai to find out if this person was reliable and what is the story. So he asked him, he said, uh, do you see what he eats? How, you know, how does he eat? And he, they told him that, you know, he eats a lot. He's not like he sits and he eats a lot. So Yosef Kubai said, then he's not a, uh, he's not, he's not that kind of person. There's something wrong. It's not true. Can't be. Because the person who is sitting in Kedusha doesn't fress. He doesn't eat a lot if a person is a Kaddish. And they checked into him and it was Nizbara that in fact he wasn't. So, you know, the Taiva Sahila and the Inyanim of, of Michael are very important thing as far as Kedusha is concerned. And it's something, as the Ramchal explains, that if we want to become Nikiye Das, we have to be very careful about. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.